0: All right, it is Sunday, May 17th. This is The Popular Vote with Melissa and James. Melissa, hello, bonjour, how are you today?
1: Hey there, I'm good. It has been raining for like 18 hours straight in Chicago, so uh, that sucks, but how are things in Indy?
0: You know, um, I have a confession to make. I uh, left Indy yesterday.
1: Uh, oh, where'd you go?
0: I went like on a little, like, a little jaunt. I went with a, um, a friend. Uh-huh. to Brown County because the state parks are open. And I went for uh, a hike in Brown County yesterday.
1: Wow. Was it busy? Were there a lot of people on the trail?
0: No, it wasn't. It wasn't that busy. I mean, I would say we probably saw, it was uh, like a hiking biking trail. And I would say we probably saw three, four uh, bikers. And then, which makes it sound like they had Harley Davidson's and they, were <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> they were just like, vroom, vroom. Like, no, we probably saw three or four. And then there were probably like, maybe like, maybe like six hikers. It wasn't, it wasn't that busy. And it was really nice. We had beautiful weather down here. So Mm -hmm. I know that's like, you know, Brown County is like near Bloomington, your old stomping grounds.
1: You know, I had an internship at the Brown County Community Foundations. I am very familiar with Brown County. Oh, you know. I know.
0: If you know, you know, know. and you know, (laughs) Melissa, it's beautiful. You know that. Yeah. So, um, well, good. Good to hear. I'm sorry about the the monsooning though. Oh my God.
1: That's okay. Is it
0: just ungodly?
1: Uh, yeah, but you know what? It's like people shouldn't be out and about anyway. So I guess it's not, I guess it's not a terrible thing. Uh, we did have some really good weather on Friday. And I went to Lowe's to get some flowers because I'm a gardener now. Uh, Quarantine isn't a lot of things to me, but one of them is like, I'm pretty much Martha Stewart at this point. Uh, And it was (laughs) packed with people. I mean, absolutely packed with people. So I think it's a good thing that it's raining and people are staying indoors because I think people are getting um, restless. They want to be outside. And uh, I don't know if that's a great idea in a city as big as Chicago. So
0: right but i i i uh i will say last thing uh on this subject for me at least i uh you know i, I completely understand you know you guys get like what four, four months of you know summer and you got to use it or lose it so <laughs> yeah. i i get it you know when it warms up you get you know that cabin fever so yeah but that's that's only normal and speaking of normal things you have been watching a television program called normal people
1: ah oh, james i have so many things to say about the show but before I dive into it, have you heard about it? Have you seen previews of it? Is it on your radar at all?
0: Not at all. So okay. I, I'm, I, I'm an audience member, lay it on me.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it's on Hulu. It was originally a BBC show. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a show that um, uh, talks about, th- or covers this couple um, from high school to college. And uh, it's based on a book, Uh, By Sally Rooney, I think her name is. And uh, this couple, they kind of enter each other's lives as exit each other's lives quite a few times between high school and college. And it's to me, it's really a story of like first loves and relationships and communication. But it's a it's 12 episodes. The entire season is on Hulu. I finished watching it on Wednesday and I'm still not over it. Like I am still thinking about it. I thought it was such a powerful show. The show itself is is a masterpiece of emotional pain. Um it just it left me in a puddle. Like it was so beautiful and so heartbreaking. The two main actors are absolutely perfect. They have so much chemistry. The show itself is so well done. The music, the editing, the cinematography, it is it is so good and so painfully relatable. Um, I admittedly, on a personal note, I cried through most of the episodes for reasons I will, I will never know, right? Like you're just watching these two people in love and then they break up and then they get back together and then they're dating other people. And something about it was just so... It was so well done. It was so emotional. I recommend it to everybody if you, like, need a good cry, if you need to be, like, just, like, if you're in a mood to cry, watch this show. It is it – is, it's amazing. It reminded me a lot of Call Me By Your Name. And uh, it also reminded me of Fleabag. So oh. it, it's really good. It's not a comedy. It's absolutely a drama. Oh. I don't think I laughed once in the entire show. I did cry a lot, but it, it's just, it was so beautifully done and it brought up, it was relatable. It brought up like a lot of memories of like your first loves, right? And how intense those relationships are. It, anyway, it's it's so good. Everyone needs to watch it.
0: Okay. Quick question. I could not help but think, is this anything like This Is Us?
1: You know what? I haven't seen that show. I don't think so because um from what I know of that show, it's like obnoxiously dramatic and like I hear it's a good show, but this one is like it's more it's
0: more more genuine.
1: More genuine and I You didn't I feel say, manipulated? I no, not at all. And I would say it was more artful. It was okay. it was just it was, it was so good. So good. A
0: little bit more highbrow.
1: Absolutely yes.
0: This is like when you go to um, yeah, more hybrid okay because I've seen a couple of episodes of this is us and when you're describing it, I was like oh, is this, this is a so no, I'll check it out for sure.
1: Yeah I um, I don't think I like that show very much though, <laughs> I've seen half an half an episode and I rolled my eyes throughout the entire entire duration.
0: Yeah, I just can't handle Mandy more in like age makeup. Like, I just I just can't. Like, I just can't. Anyways, I'm also... Okay, anyways, sorry. No, I'm, I'm getting you off topic. I apologize. No, Normal People, available. It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. Okay, perfect. Um, Now, we also watched... Some, I did not watch all the episodes of this show. I watched two of the episodes of this. This was released on Netflix. Was it this past week it was released? I think so, yeah. So trial by media is on Netflix and we, I watched two of episodes. I watched one about, I watched, I watched the Jenny Jones show episode (laughs) and I watched, there was one on some like Alabama healthcare executive. Did you watch that one?
1: So I only watched the Rod Blagojevich episode.
0: Oh, okay. gotcha. That was it. Yeah. I need to watch the Rod Blagojevich episode. Give us your, give us your unfiltered opinion on that.
1: Okay. Let me, let me just start, start by talking about Rod Blagojevich. Everyone in the state of Illinois hates Rod Blagojevich, okay? And I really did not like this episode because at the end of it, you know, they covered, I mean, he he was incredibly corrupt. He did a lot of really shady things, but the episode mostly covered him trying to sell the Senate seat that Barack Obama had to really the highest bidder. And uh, they also covered how, you know, he was kind of, campaigning almost by going on all these different talk shows, um, trying to get the public to really like him, right? So that when his court date comes along and he gets sentenced, uh, he they go easy on him because he's such a likable figure. But, you know, everyone in the state of Illinois despises this guy. Um and I really I, I enjoyed the episode because I forgot how ridiculous Rod Blagojevich was during that time. He went on every single late night show and just made fun of himself. And there's something to be said there. But um I thought the episode was a little manipulative because he is truly an awful person. And even though his sentence was commu- uh, commuted, not commuted what what where am I trying to say?
0: Commuted commuted,
1: commuted by Trump. Um, like he's still he's still not um he's not a good person. He was unbelievably corrupt. He thought that he was above the law and he thought that he could actually sell a Senate seat. And and he did so many other things beyond that. So it was an entertaining episode, but I I think everyone just needs to reflect on what was actually happening when he was governor and walk away from the episode knowing that he is truly not a good person, even though the episode was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, I, I'm fascinated by Rob Blagojevich. I haven't seen the episode yet, I need to. I'm obsessed with Rob Blagojevich one because his wife Patty went on the show, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, um, <laughs> in the height of all of that to keep his name in the press. And she like ate a spider on TV and she was like crying and she was on there and became like friends in an alliance I think with Heidi and Spencer, if that tells you what you need to know about wow. the whole situation.
1: Wow. And, and,
0: and also the year 2009.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's in the episode they interview oh her. I mean There's obviously. Great,
0: yeah.
1: Uh she There's a
0: great podcast called up. Uh, it's like Public Official A or something and it's all about the whole scandal.
1: Huh. She came across as very likable in the episode as well, mm-hmm. which yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I, and, I, and, yeah. I want to hear about this Jenny Jones episode though because Jenny Jones what a throwback. Yeah. I, I I yeah, I want to hear your recap of that episode.
0: So just to like lay down the foundation and I don't know if this was your style or not, but it was definitely my style as a young budding homosexual in the (laughs) late nineties, early two thousands, you know, staying home from school on a sick day meant that I got to one, eat as many popsicles as as I wanted Two, usually my mom would like, if she had time, like if, if we had like movies like that, we had rented, you know, I could watch rental movies throughout the day, but I also knew, I can remember, I knew when Jenny Jones was on, Ricky Lake, Judge Judy, I loved all the daytime TV show talk shows. Sally Jesse, so a huge daytime TV talk show host, fan. Jenny Jones was great because it was super trashy. It was usually like Geek to Chic or Secret Crushes, which is yeah. what this one is about. Anyways, the whole episode is about how Jenny Jones got sued by this very flamboyant lawyer um, after they had a show where it was like Secret Gay Crushes and th- the show never aired. But what happened was, is that this guy from like, from like the suburbs of Detroit brought his straight friend on the show to announce that he had a secret gay crush on him. The guy it's, it's alleged that he may have been gay, but he said he wasn't gay and he looked fine on the show. Like he didn't look uncomfortable at all. But then like a week after the show was taped, he killed the guy who said that he had a secret gay crush.
1: Oh my gosh. And so Jenny
0: Jones got sued because basically they were like, well, you're responsible for this death. Like the family sued the Jenny Jones show. So anyways, the like trial lawyer who represents the family is like super flamboyant, like super outrageous, like super, like, like one of those, like TV, like lawyers. And when I say that, I mean like the ones that advertise on daytime TV to get yeah. people who've been in car accidents to like, yeah. Anyway, I'm not even going to go into that. So. Anyways, the show's, the episode was great because Jenny Jones is fantastic. And the first, like, so basically she, they show kind of her like two day testimony. And the first day she is like very composed, doing great, going against the trial lawyer on uh, you know cross examination. And then the second day he gets her like completely uncomfortable and Jenny Jones, like uncomfortable on the stand, you know, all she does is go ha, 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 ha. You know, <laughs> like that nervous laughter. I can't do it, but she does that excellent nervous laughter and, it's great. Um, I need to watch the Rob Laguevich episode, but I think you need to watch the Jenny Jones episode if you haven't. So I
1: will. I will. So what was the outcome? I mean, spoilers, oh. but like, what was the outcome?
0: So the trial. So the trial goes very well for the plaintiffs, and they actually win this like thirty million dollar judgment against the Jenny Jones show and wow. Warner Brothers, who I think produced it. And you know, Jenny Jones was taped in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so they win this huge verdict and then it goes up to the Michigan Court of Appeals, and I think ultimately ended up at the Michigan Supreme Court, which is hilarious. And ultimately, I don't know whether they reversed the finding or the damages got really reduced to like a couple hundred grand. Like basically wow. there was no liability. Yet. Basically, the judgment got completely reversed. So, but the initial trial judge, the initial trial jury and everything, they found like thirty million dollars for the victim. So
1: wow. Um, is Jenny Jones still with us she's still alive? i believe
0: so <laughs> i think she's moved back to canada because you know she w- and was is is canadian um, oh
1: i didn't know that okay yeah she's she's, okay.
0: she's canadian she's one of our friends up north <laughs> um and i followed her on myspace or facebook like 15 years ago I think mm-hmm. 15 like 10 15 years ago and she was doing like a lot of arts and crafts and like like low calorie recipes posting <laughs> oh
1: good for her good <laughs> so for her
0: she had moved into the lifestyle uh genre but I wonder what her net worth is you know what I want to know I'm gonna google right now this is yeah. like live googling I want to know what her like what how much do you think she's worth
1: I'm gonna go with like 10 million yeah I don't know
0: oh yeah twelve million.
1: Oh wow okay yeah
0: um, and I wonder if there's, I'm sure like, there's gotta be like a good news story right now about like, with the uh, trial by media. Yeah. Um, okay. Now there, are, I'm not getting anything. I'm getting stuff about like Jen- Jennifer Lopez, like not the same <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> different, different block, different channel. <laughs> So one last thing in the media kind of section is you know you had brought this to my attention so I apologize that I was not aware this was you know such an international holiday but we are we are on the 20 year anniversary of the release of oops I did it again
1: I think that's my favorite Britney album honestly wow. I I Oh man, so many memories about that album and that song, that like uh, title track and that music video where she's like on Mars and that red, like Jumpsuit red lake with the volcanoes. Yes. Oh, iconic. Iconic. And
0: the heart of the ocean dialogue.
1: Yes. Yes. I'll never let go
0: or whatever. she. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> which is like that, that song came out like what? I mean, obviously like, like three, four years after Titanic was released. So I yeah. don't understand that.
1: Uh, I don't get it either, but you know what? whatever it worked. People got the reference. It was a great album, great. I album. still
0: remember the the choreography with the yes. um with the hand over the heart pulsating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my question is I think I remember correct me if I'm wrong. I think I remember when it premiered on t r l like I think I was watching Total Request Live and they premiered it, which would make sense, right? You yeah. would premiere a big. Yeah. And I think they did, and I just I just remember thinking like, "Wow, this is like." I remember being really wowed by it, <laughs> thinking that it was like this really cool music video. When in hindsight, like she was literally dancing around in a rubber bodysuit.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it was an entertaining video. It was a great song, entertaining video. I'm sure Carson Daly did a great job of like really hyping it up on TRL. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, great album.
0: Well, speaking of, oops, I did it again. Well, Melissa, oops, you did it again. You've had another encounter with a crazy member of the general public, and I want to hear all about it.
1: Okay, so I was going to divulge all of the details of this uh, feud that I'm having with my neighbor, but there is an ongoing investigation right now. Um, I have escalated the situation to the city. (laughs) But in short, there's this guy that lives on my street. Actually, he doesn't even live on my street. He lives on a different street. But he feels as though people should not block his driveway when they park on the street, which is totally reasonable except he doesn't have a driveway. There is no driveway. And so he, he's like painted the curb himself. He put up all these signs, you're not block driveway. And then he just parks his car there. It doesn't make any sense. So anyway, I've escalated this to the city. I I first had a conversation with him about it, and um, it was an interesting conversation. And um, I I would categorize it as an altercation, quite frankly. So I've escalated <laughs> it. I'm hoping to have some exciting updates in the next episode because my alderman's office turns out is amazing, and they're like on it. They are on it, they're pulling permits, they're getting the inspector of public way involved. Anyway, it's a whole thing. However, um, even though I cannot share all the details of this feud and I don't necessarily have the outcome of it yet, I do want to spend a couple minutes um talking about this guy's political career. Because turns out he is a failed politician and Uh, when I was talking to him on the street, he looked familiar to me. And then I I Googled around and I realized he ran for state rep a couple years ago and he got the shit beat out of him by his opponent's daughter. So Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just going to read Wait, like physically,
0: you mean like a physical fight?
1: Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I just had to like, I thought maybe like, like, like I just, I needed to clarify that. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's, uh, worth clarifying. Yeah. And we his, don't
0: support, we don't support violence.
1: We do not support violence against anybody um, at all. And I, this is a big deal in my neighborhood when it happened. And I think on this pod, we like sharing stories about like interesting, mm-hmm. interesting things that happened in campaigns. So I'm just going to read a few excerpts from various news articles that covered this um, physical altercation. Okay. So uh, his name is Robert Zwolinski. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that 100% correctly. Robert Zwolinski. Uh, and the he was, like I said, he was running for state rep. The incumbent, her name was, oh, I didn't write it down, Soto, I think. And then her daughter and her boyfriend one day were out hanging up campaign posters for her during the election. They were hanging up those campaign posters on the building next door to Zwolinski's campaign headquarters. Hmm. Zwolinski pulled up in his car, saw what was going on. There's a few different accounts of what happened, um, but this is this is his. Suddenly, she pounces on my back and starts scratching and tearing at me. And before I knew it, all three of us were on the ground. The girl is insane. I've never seen so much craziness in a person. She needs to be taken off the streets. <laughs> in the ensuing fight, Zwolinski continued, the woman the opponent's daughter clunked an empty Corona bottle over his head, kicked him in the face and shot a staple from her staple gun into his forehead.
0: That's I'm just going to say it. That's like some, that's like some home alone type shit. You know what I (laughs) mean? Like that's like some Macaulay Culkin level, like shenanigans, but like also meet street fighter.
1: Especially with the stapler. That's yeah. That's that's, that's really. Yeah. So uh, her opponent, the opponent's daughter got a lawyer and this is what he said. So Alinsky saw people putting up signs along Ashland Avenue and he started pushing them and grabbing them. He initiated physical contact and they defended themselves. If he ended up getting the worst of it, that's on him. I <sighs> believe it's-,
0: <laughs> it's so rich. That's so rich.
1: And then there was also a video of the attorney and he's like, if he wants to advertise that he got beat up by a five to 26 year old girl, that's up to him. <laughs> um, <sighs> The attorney goes on to say, I believe it's possible he put a staple in his own head for publicity. I mean, he starts the fight. He doesn't get the better of the fight for a faltering, losing campaign. This is a great stunt for him. Okay. So kind of two two sides of the story.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's always, there's what, you know, two sides to a pancake. You know what I mean? I mean, there's two sides to every story. So why not share?
1: Uh, so th- this is how it it ended up. Um Uh, The daughter and her boyfriend pleaded guilty to reduced charges of misdemeanor and battery. Um, They were sentenced to two years probation, you know, community service, et cetera, et cetera. They had both uh, initially had been charged with aggravated battery felony. And Zwolinski said uh, he was pleased with the outcome. And he said, I don't want to put anyone away for 100 years. I kind of want to see that they did get their justice, but I'm not here to see them rot in a cell.
0: <laughs> like, were they ever going to rot in a cell? No, be real. No,
1: no. Even if they were charged with that felony, they would not be sentenced to 100 no. years in prison.
0: No, they would have probably gotten like a few months when all is said and done.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. and right, the, when, If they were
0: first-time offenders.
1: Yes. And when this was happening, I'm in a lot of neighborhood Facebook groups, and people were just... Uh, hundreds of comments on these threads with these with these articles, and again, people were taking both sides. Right? Some people were saying violence is never okay, regardless of who started it. Other people were like, it's just very strange. He called the media before he called the police. It's just an interesting, fun little story about Chicago politics. Um, But the election, um, he lost the election. Soto got about 80% of the votes and he got (laughs) a little less than 20% of the votes. So he did not win.
0: Yeah. And wasn't a nail biter. There was no recount.
1: There was no recount. No, no. So um, anyway, that's, that's my neighbor. Fun, fun little story about him. Uh, but like I said, I hope in the next episode I can divulge all of the details about my feud with him. It does not involve staplers. There has been no physical altercations. Um, you know, we're,
0: <laughs> were there was there shouting involved?
1: He, I would categorize him as raising his voice. Yeah, and he repeatedly asked me where I lived, and I was like, I'm just a concerned resident of this street, <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> I just think it's a little weird. You know where I live and I don't know where you live. I'm like, I know where you live because you're standing in your backyard. Like there's no reason for you to know where I live other than the street. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Oh my gosh. We, I love it. So with that, we're going to go ahead and answer one of our voicemails. And this is, I'm going to be honest. This is, I think our longest voicemail to date. Correct, Melissa?
1: Yes, it is.
0: And there's a lot going on and I you know it's probably going to be edited down but I it's it concerns uh former Indiana governor then Indiana senator Evan Bay and mm-hmm. I'm just going to kind of give you my hot take on Evan Bay and Melissa I'm interested in your opinion on Evan Bay as well Okay um as I'm sure Bradley is also interested
1: Hi um my name
0: is Bradley and I'm a concerned voter in Indianapolis Indiana Um I want you to talk about a few, I mean I love
1: love the podcast longtime listener first
0: time caller um wanted to one put pitch some ideas um to you uh, one of them being Evan Bai, what happened to him like what happens to him um so if if you don't know if you're a listener and you're not familiar with um Indiana Democratic Party I guess legend icon Evan by Evan by basically led the Democrats out of the wilderness. Kind of like how Bill Clinton led the national Democrats out of the wilderness. Evan Bay was yep. elected uh, governor in 1988. His father is Birch by who helped author the equal rights amendment. His Ooh. father Birch is a huge liberal, huge advocate for uh, title IX, like, Birch Bayh super liberal, Indiana Democratic Senator. Evan Bayh is like the more like moderate centrist, like in the Clinton mold kind of. Um, and actually, um, you know, Evan Bayh was on Barack Obama's shortlist for VP in 08.
1: I remember that. I remember people talking about mm-hmm. that.
0: And I think had Hillary Clinton, in all honesty, I think had Hillary Clinton gotten the nomination, I think Evan Bayh would have been vice president. I really do think so. Hmm. Um
1: Interesting. The,
0: I really do. Because in the, in the, in Bill Clinton's book, my life, when he talks about how the, you know, you know how Barack Obama gave the keynote address at the 04 4 uh, convention for the mm-hmm. Democrats. And that's like what launched him onto the national stage. Right. More yeah. or less. Um, you know, Evan Bay gave the keynote address in 1996 for Bill oh, Clinton's renomination.
1: Interesting. Right?
0: Fun interesting. fact, but Evan Bay is like a very like centrist go along, get along Democrat. Was very popular when he was governor. Was very popular as senator. So anyway, so he was elected re- elected governor in eighty eight, reelected in ninety two, um, and then finished up being governor in ninety six. Was succeeded by another Democratic governor, um, and then took two years off, and then ran for Senate in nineteen ninety eight and picked up uh, was it was it was a Democratic gain. So then became you know Indiana one of Indiana senators in nineteen eighty eight. Got reelected in two thousand four by a huge margin. Um, ran against a not great candidate, though, and um, not a great Republican candidate, and then did not run for re-election in 2010, which a lot of Democrats were upset about. But guess what? He would have lost if he'd run for re-election in 2010. Don't you think? Because uh, 2010 was Obama's midterm. That's I mean, I, don't, I mean, who's yeah. to say? But I, the Democrats did not have a good, good year. And I think he was like, he didn't want to lose, basically. So I think mm-hmm. he dropped out. Mm-hmm. So... Then he, like, goes off into exile and, like, becomes, like, a Fox, like, becomes, like, the Democrat, basically the Tulsi Gabbard, becomes, like, the Democrat on Fox News that, like, <laughs> he was, like, that kind of person. Made a bunch of money on corporate boards, went away. And, like, here's my issue, is that a lot of, and then he he comes back and he runs for Senate in 2016, again, to get his old Senate seat back that he didn't run for in 2010. And he loses, it's it's a blowout. But it's really only, I think he really lost because Trump did so well in Indiana, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say this. I thought it was quite rich, quite rich that the Republicans were like, oh, he left Indiana, he sold us out, he left Indiana, he sold us out. That was their whole campaign against him in 2016, that they ran all these negative ads about how he cashed out and all this stuff. Well, guess what? I found that to be so rich and the height of Republican hypocrisy, because let's go back in time. In 1998, when Evan Bayh first ran for Senate, he was running to replace Dan Coats. Dan Coats was a, a Republican U.S. Senator from Indiana, and he was like, I'm done serving. I'm getting out of politics in 1998, and he went and made a bunch of money on corporate boards he was also like ambassador to Germany in the first term of George W. Bush, but like basically made all this money on corporate boards was this huge lobbyist. Basically what Evan Bay did between 2010 and 2016 did all mm-hmm. that left Indiana. Evan, then Dan Coates was like, I actually want to be a Senator. And then he comes back to run in 2010 Democrats run against him saying like he's sold out, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Republicans were like, no, he hasn't. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. It's, and then they do the same thing six years later against Evan Bay.
1: and I'm like, girl, stop. Yeah, hypocrisy. St- Stop, but also we're not surprised. Yeah.
0: But Indiana loves to um, recycle their politicians, especially the Indiana Democratic Party, because God knows <laughs> it's, it's rough. It's rough. Um. Anyways, that that's my my master class on Evan Bay. But he's generally affable. I mean, it's fine. He raises a ton of money when he runs for office. I don't think he's going to run for office anytime soon again. But anyways, how, what do, how do you feel about Evan Bay?
1: Um you know I am not nearly as well versed in <laughs> Evan's Bi- Evan By's life um as you are um I I really I I have nothing but positive things to say about Evan By. I think that he um I think he was a really good governor. I think that he was a good senator. I think that he always well and I'm speaking from a democrat that lived in Indiana for mm-hmm. uh you know what ten years? Um, mm-hmm. I think that he was mostly really well respected in the state, and I remember the two thousand eight election, and a, there was a lot of buzz about his like you know potential political um, career um, outside of Indiana. So I I have I don't really have a lot to say about him other than I always really liked him, and I always wish for something more from him. Um, I'm also really disappointed that he hasn't tweeted since 2019. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, wish he'd put himself out there a little bit more. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I like him. I like him. Yeah, he's
0: fine. He's, I mean, look, uh, being a Democrat who still lives in Indiana, uh, my whole thing is like, look, I can't, like, some people are like, well, he's kind of conservative on some issues. And it's like, I was like, look, it is what it is. Like yeah, being in Indiana, de- like beggars can't be choosers. And Indiana Democrats, we are beggars. And I say yes. we, not you, Melissa, but we and my people over here <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of the state line, you know? So it's like, look, we, you know, we're we're basically in the same shape as Illinois Republicans, which is not a fun one, I will say. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh,
1: gosh. Don't <laughs> do not get me started on Illinois Republicans right now.
0: all right so with that uh i guess we'll go ahead and move into losers and legends of the week i -hmm. i want to start you know i want to start on a positive this week i want to hear who your uh legend is
1: so my legend it's actually two legends it's the um two female reporters that were in one Mm. of the white house press briefings this Mm. week um and they're my legend of the week because they really stood up for themselves uh, when Trump kept trying to – Trump was just asking really racist questions or just kind of ignoring them. Um, I thought that they they did a really good job kind of standing their ground. And um, it was immensely entertaining to see Trump just kind of have this emotional outburst, get really pissed off, and just kind of abruptly end the press conference because – you know, they they wanted to be heard. They refused to be silenced. Um, yeah, I, they're my legend. That response from him in that press briefing, um, I know, got a lot of traction. Uh, very interesting to me that Trump just seems to turn into the most emotionally vulnerable snowflake at every single press conference, especially when he's asked questions by women. So yeah, and it, women it, it, of
0: color, especially.
1: Yes. Yes. That,
0: I mean, but women especially just drive him nuts.
1: Hmm. So they're my legends of the week. Who's your legend of the week?
0: Well, my legend of the week is a little different. So, okay. you know, I feel like I've watched, I've watched, I feel like right now I've like run out of things to stream. Obviously that's not true because normal people are still available. So, but... Last night, I rented, I actually paid to rent this movie off of iTunes. Um, It's called The Blair Witch Project, and my legend of the week is The Blair Witch. Um, So (laughs) if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, run out and watch it. It's great. Um, I had not seen this movie in years, and it was just, it was a fun 80-minute movie.
1: (laughs) What year did that come out?
0: 1999. And do you remember... That There was like a two-week, one or two-week window when it was initially like widely released where like people thought it was real. Do you remember, remember this or no?
1: I don't remember that. But I remember people being like, I can't watch this because I get motion sickness <laughs> from like all of the the way that they were recording themselves. I remember that yeah. being a big thing.
0: Yeah. it's It's a fun 80, it's like 80 minutes. It's very short. But I watched it yesterday after the hike. I was like, you know what? I went into the woods. I want to know more about the woods. And the Blair Witch legend, I mean, she got those kids lost in the woods. She brought them into her house at the very end and made them stand against the wall. And to me, that is legendary status. (laughs) So the Blair Witch is my pick for Legend of the Week.
1: Uh, That was just a very iconic movie of... That time, like it got so much press coverage, and I feel yeah. like it opened the door for a lot of other similar, like low budget movies filmed mm-hmm. by, you know, yeah. I, were yeah. they students? I, were they like yeah, film I school think, students? So. I mean,
0: I feel like I feel like they were either film students or like all genus. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um Melissa, who is your loser of the week?
1: Uh. My loser of the week is Stacey Abrams. Oh (laughs) my gosh. This poor woman. So we now know Stacey Abrams is not getting the VP nod. We posted on our Instagram this clip uh, from MSNBC where it was just the most bizarre interview. It was Lawrence O'Donnell on MSNBC. He had Stacey Abrams, he had Joe Biden. And he starts the interview by saying, "Joe Biden, do you have an announcement for us? Um, you know, what other what other reason would you want Stacey Abrams to be during to be part of this interview with you?" And Stacey Abrams is sitting there with this big ass smile on her face, right? <laughs> and then Joe Biden just goes into like this discussion about like like how good Stacey is at like explaining things and talking about. Uh, like voter suppression. And you can just see Stacey's face go from like, I can't wait to hear what's going to happen to why am I here right now? Why did I get dragged to be part of this interview with Joe Biden when he is like publicly embarrassing me and talking about issues that admittedly, like, like I am good at, I am, like, these things are true, but um, I'm going for a higher office and it is insulting to sit here. And, like, be part of this conversation,
0: yeah, so her face
1: went from like this smile to just like dead, like just dead inside, honestly. So she's my loser of the week because she literally lost the VP nod, but also it was pretty embarrassing for her to be part of that interview Aww. I'm
0: sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, Stacy,
1: yeah, yeah, I like if you're Stacey. a listener,
0: but I'm sorry,
1: I, I like Stacey, but she has been campaigning for a VP a little too heavily. Hard. So I Hard. wonder, I wonder if part of this was, you know, she got on somebody's bad side uh, in Joe Biden's campaign and that's why this happened.
0: Yeah, perhaps. Know. Yikes. Um, yeah, I saw that clip and I was like, ooh. like I had like, you know, like sometimes you watch stuff and like you're embarrassed for someone and you're like, yes. ooh, yes. like it was like one of those moments. So my loser of the week, um, I was initially going to put Don Jr. as my loser of the week because he was posting some. I'm going to use some foul language here. Some fucking insanely inappropriate stuff about Joe Biden last night on social media. Yes. Insanely. Like stuff that like is absolutely vile. Like, can you imagine like one of the Bush twins, like putting this out there or like Sasha or Malia posting this or like Chelsea, even like Chelsea Clinton posting? Like, I can't imagine any of these people, any, any former first kids posting crap like this.
1: Mm Mm-mm. It was
0: it was it was disgusting, the stuff that was being posted, especially when their father is who he is. So but I think I think what he what they're trying to do is basically turn Joe Biden into basically Hillary Clinton and make. And so they're trying to just just flood the gates with as much crap about him. That's 100 percent not true. And it was. Yeah
1: yeah so the coverage i saw i didn't actually see the tweets i don't follow him on twitter but the Mm -hmm. coverage i saw was that he was basically tweeting that joe biden's like a child molester without providing like any kind of right evidence is that right
0: yeah there was a so, so on instagram there was a picture that said like it was like joe Biden. it was literally two pictures on top it was a picture of um joe biden and then the bottom was an alligator and it said like like Uh, catch you later alligator that's what joe biden was saying and then below it was like after a while pedophile (gasps) like it was like it wasn't like there was no like it was like it was what it was and i was like you know what this is this is disgusting like i'm sorry like i know that like every four years we always say this was the most negative campaign ever but like this campaign is going to be nasty
1: yeah wow
0: and i'm already over it so Anyways, I was going to make him my loser of the week, but I thought I didn't want to give him the attention, and then I've now given him the attention. I was going to make my actual loser of the week uh, Mary-Kate Olsen.
1: Oh, gosh. yeah. Which I
0: think the Olsen twins are fucking weird.
1: They are... Like who knows what they're doing with their lives? Like who knows? And it, if you were to ask me last week or even next week, like are they both alive? My answer would be like I have no clue. Like I don't know what they're up to. I don't know what they're doing. I, I have mean, they're no obviously clue.
0: both skinny legends, but um, true. <laughs> Mary Kate, you know, Mary Kate is is well. The reason why I was picking her is because she's getting a divorce from her husband, who is the brother of former French president Nicolas Sarkozy. Yes. And they're getting a divorce. And she tried to get this, like, emergency, like, settlement. She tried to, like, speed up the proceedings because something to do with, like, she's getting kicked out of her, like, apartment and she's losing her health and dental insurance. And that was the rationale she gave. But I'm sorry, she's – they're wealthy as hell. Like, because they own that production company. Like, the Olsen twins have – like, I think they're like, they each have like $100 million. They're like, like, are you really that concerned? Can you not, like, are you really that concerned about not having health insurance?
1: And also with, the, uh, like, him kicking her out, they also have, like, a few properties. <laughs> right? So, I, yeah. And, I mean, I could maybe see health and dental insurance being a big deal if she has. Dental
0: insurance? Yeah. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> Dental insurance is like nothing. I, mean, I know. Maybe health insurance. But again, like she can go on and buy like a private plan. I mean, it would be expensive, but I mean, it would be expensive to you and me. It would be like, you know, like an afternoon shopping for her. <laughs>
1: yeah. And like I, I was going to say, like maybe if she has pre existing conditions, just like staying on her mm. existing insurance would be easiest. She can keep her doctors, but she could, to your point, she could find a plan, right, where she can keep all of her doctors. And her premiums might be higher, but like, f- like for you and me, it's a legitimate concern for someone like right. Mary Kate Olsen, who's a multimillionaire.
0: <laughs> Who I would imagine, because, you know, I don't think that Trump is really a billionaire. I don't. Um, I think Trump has several hundred millions of dollars, but I don't think he's a billionaire. Um, I would imagine that like she probably is like on par with Trump's ball. Like it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And well, you know, the other way to look at this is, is this just a PR move to make her soon to be ex-husband look really bad, right? We're in the middle of a pandemic. You're kicking me out. I could go to one of my, our other mini properties, but you're kicking me out. You're um, ending my, you know, uh, insurance benefits. I wonder if it's, if, if they're trying to take that angle by making him look like the bad guy.
0: Maybe perhaps it's a possibility for a second when I, heard you go down the PR road. I thought you were going to say like, maybe they're making a sequel to like Passport to Paris or one of their, uh, (laughs) like another detective movie (laughs) or double, double toil and trouble part two, you know, like, There could have been. I thought I was hoping that you were moving in like that direction and not like making the husband look bad. But
1: do you think? Do you think they'll ever like make another movie together? Absolutely not. There's no
0: way (laughs) they like. They have no interest in that. They have none. They have none. I mean, am I right? Um.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: they had. They wanted nothing to do with Fuller House, and I understand that. I want to be very clear. Yeah. My favorite thing about Mary Kate Olsen over the last like probably 10 years of her life was at her wedding to the French president. You know that they, this is a fact, like this has been reported in the news. So I'm not making this up at their wedding reception. They had bowls of unsmoked cigarettes at each table. So you could smoke at the table. They had bowls of cigarettes.
1: That is disgusting. Could you imagine (laughs) being a non-smoker going to that wedding?
0: Um, Wait, can normally- you imagine being? Can you imagine being the lady who works at the game store? And, and Melissa I know you know who I'm talking about. And go to that wedding. <laughs> Sorry, we gotta let our listeners in on the inside joke. We were obsessed with harass, basically mild, not really harassing, but talking to this lady who worked at a temporary games pop up shop in at the South Lake Mall in Merrillville, Indiana. And this lady was. <laughs> on another planet. And she would constantly talk about how she was allergic to cigarette smoke. <laughs> and I once went up there and I said, do you guys have that game? It's called like smoke out, which this is not a real game, but I went up to her and I said, do you guys have that game called smoke out? It's like whoever smokes the most cigarettes in an hour wins. And she was horrified and angry. She looked violated. And I, it was as if I would pissed in her Wheaties and then burned her dog alive. You know. Anyways, sorry. Finish your question. I had to. Sorry.
1: Oh my gosh! Wow. Um. Yeah, those that I that's a memory I haven't thought about in like fifteen years until just now.
0: <laughs> but you remember that? Remember we would go and she she tried to get us once to buy a game that you had to guess the dog owner with the dog based on how they looked alike. Do you remember that? And I remember thinking like, how was that fun in any way?
1: My favorite self-like mom memory with you is when we were in the food court and you like took a sample from a guy and I don't exactly know what happened there, but he was very offended and like he threw it at you and then we went to security. <laughs> you remember this? I don't remember this it was, like a, it was like a sample of orange chicken and he was holding the pieces of orange chicken with toothpicks and it's like you like aggressively grabbed one. And he got so angry. He like threw one at you. And then we went to uh mall security.
0: We need to call one of those personal injury lawyers and see if they'll take my case.
1: Statue of limitations may have expired, but we can try. We can if we try. Get
0: if we get, um, if we get Jeffrey Figer, who was the person who represented <laughs> the Jenny Jones uh, plaintiffs, we can totally win. He can totally I believe set it. Up for Success.
1: Yeah. That's $30 so million in damages too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, you know, we'll have a Southlake Mall episode at a later date and time. (laughs) Deal? Deal. Oh, my gosh. Well, we've gotten horribly off topic. This was a great episode, though, I think. Melissa, is there anything else we should discuss today?
1: No, I think that's it.
0: Oh, gosh. All right. That gave me me a good chuckle. All right. Well, (laughs) Melissa, you're the best. I will talk to you soon enough. And to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Goodbye.
1: Bye.